10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2... Welcome, everybody, back to the Talking Gaming and Tech Podcast. We're here after two weeks because of some problems, but hey, that's what it is. So we are back here. We got gaming news. We got days away from next generation consoles hitting. One of them anyway. (laughs) So we are absolutely days away. Crazy. Um, The monotony that's going on with it is just insanity. People calling places. There's going to be no physical copies in stores, and yeah, that's a whole big problem. <laughs> well, it's not a problem, it's just how it is. Um, we got stories, though, about the PS4 getting new life, going to be able to basically mirror the PS5. A review about the PS5. We got a story about crazy turnover going on over at the studio at 343 Industries. Uh, good, bad, Phil Sensor said that's good, but we'll see. I don't no. think so. But... Call of Duty Warzone gets support for private matches, and Sony shuts down a company plans to release custom PS5 shells. So, and of course, we have plenty of news on the second half of the podcast we are going to get into, along with Star Wars news. Because you know we're going to be talking about The Mandalorian, along with an awesome book that just is coming out in December. We're going to get into that. Um, so, but what the hell has everybody been up to in the last two weeks? What the hell has been going on? Oh, God, two weeks. That's a lot to remember, dude. <laughs> um, I don't remember what I did the week before last, but this week... Oh, yeah, I can tell you what I did this week. All right, so me and my uh, my girlfriend Aaron did our usual graveyard stuff. Uh, we got lost in Exeter looking for a graveyard and came across the Rhode Island World um, Veterans Memorial Cemetery, which... And when I say amazing, I'm not saying like cool. Okay. So don't get me wrong, people. But it was amazing in that, like, it's humbling as fuck. I'm sorry. You walk in there and it's just this everywhere you turn, graves. I used to, ro- I used to just drive up there and rollerblade around that whole thing. Dude, I, I look at, we looked at all the plaques. We went to every single one of the, the monuments. Um, I ran into a guy. I don't remember his full name. His, he called himself Dick. He is a veteran of two uh, tours in Vietnam. I talked to him for like 10 minutes. He thanked me for coming. I was like, I just wanted to see it all because I felt like we should see every one of these if we're going to be here. It was, it's a very humbling experience, dude. And then we wandered around and found some old graves that were, we found a plot that we thought was like super, super duper old, but it really was just like of one group of people. And that's why it was built like that. Um, then I picked up uh, Pathfinder uh, Kingmaker on Steam, and I've been playing that over and over again for the past, like, two days. And when I say over and over again, I mean, like, I've restarted three times. Is because it a short game? Or is it no, a- uh, no, no. It's, like, it's it's literally Pathfinder. And Pathfinder is D&D complex. And I keep starting over because I'm not happy with how I'm building my characters. So I've started over multiple times as I'm trying to get my knowledge of Pathfinder because I'm not not very knowledgeable on Pathfinder correct so I can build the characters exactly the way I want. And other than that, pretty much nothing. So. I've just been getting used to this new schedule I got. (laughs) 
How's that sleeping mask coming? I still got to get it. Uh, dude, hurry up and get it, man. Trust me. Well, that, I got to find one. <laughs> that shit will kill you, dude. It's just ridiculous. Stupid insurance. But other than that, not much. I really haven't even played games. <laughs> just been working. Okay, so um, the one thing that I've been doing, obviously, I've been, if anybody follows me on Instagram, I've been posting on Instagram a whole lot lately. Um, basically, been diving into a whole lot of studies in art. Like, holy crap. Only because mostly because I found a whole bunch of new artists that well artists I didn't know they existed on YouTube and stuff, um, so I've been following a lot of their techniques. Um, but oh, now obviously I've been playing Warzone and PUBG actually quite a bit, along with uh, Undernight Inverse. Um, so the one thing though that recently that I did pick up because I actually upgraded my monitor again. What'd you get? All right, so. Um, there was a Black Friday sale. Well, there's three Black Friday sales going on now at all these stores, right? And there's constant sales at Target and Amazon, all these places, okay? So amongst all these sales going on, there was a Acer monitor that's 165 hertz, 32-inch um, ultra-wide screen, which is close to what I want, actually. So I was like, oh, for $155. Wow. I just, uh, the ultra-wide is a pain in the ass to stream with. Oh. Yeah, that's what I really, I yeah, I wanted ultra wide. It's yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, because when uh, I had that one, I was trying out. I you you can't you you can't just make it 1080p in the video. It's no ultra wide when you stream, and it's terrible. Um, you can. What some streamers actually do, I've saw, is they'll actually cut down the box. So like, if they're playing like PUBG, mm -hmm. they'll actually reshape the box so it's more zoomed in. You're not going to get the whole view of the screen that you're seeing when you're playing, but they'll get a good. Portion but you're also of it. cutting out the UI. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of streamers do that anyway because they don't want um, stream snipers to know where they are anyway. So <laughs> Doc likes to let people know. But where that's he also another way you can hide them. cheating too. So. Well, yeah, but what like yeah, but that's if you give a shit. Like if people, like people can, when you're streaming, you got to remember people are going to judge you one way or the other. So. <laughs> um, I wouldn't let that get to like. I mean, if you I mean that's not the people that are going to cheat are going to cheat. People are not going to cheat are not going to cheat. I mean, that's just that's just how it is. Wow, um, I didn't know you were so cool with cheating. <laughs> um, so, but no, I we should all go ahead and get some cheat bots for our. I, I really <laughs> no, but one thing I did notice though, playing like because I've been playing Warzone a whole lot and PUBG, and this thing, holy crap! So the one thing I did notice with this monitor, like. Holy crap, like when I am sniping, I have, especially in Battlefield 5, my mm. POV is so high now. Like I have it so dialed out, like dialed to like, I think it's at 130 or 140 or somewhere around there. Okay, with this ultra widescreen. I can literally see the top of someone's head as they're driving away halfway across the map with a sniper rifle. I'm like, holy shit. Like it's so, I'm like, damn. I wish I would have got ultra wide earlier. Yeah, so like I, POV. I, I wouldn't mind having that forty-nine inch one. There's a, actually, if you go to Monoprice, Monoprice has a forty-nine inch one. That's uh, uh, pretty. It's not that expensive. Oh, but yeah, I definitely like it for first-person shooters and uh, Warzone and whatnot. 
Um, but the one thing I noticed, there's definitely a like more than a few bots in PUBG. Well, yeah. 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 Holy. I had one guy run up on me with a shotgun. I stood in front of him. I was screwed up and had my gun on like single shot. And he literally fired around me like five times. I'm like, what in the hell? Yeah. There's a, <laughs> there's a, uh, there's a view league video about that. And it's funny as hell. Yeah. There's like, I like, I ran to more than that was only one. That was the worst one. I'm like, there's more than a few going on here. So, but yeah. And obviously I'm going to get into, obviously in the second half, I'm going to get into my review of Bly Manor compared to Haunting on Hill House. Um, I enjoyed them both, but I'll get into my review on the second half. So uh, be- before one question though, because I we never agree on anything. Tell me you agree on this. What the second one was nowhere near as good because they focused too much on the love story aspect near the end and not the creepy scary aspect that they focused on in the first one. Uh, well, we're gonna have to agree to disagree because I'm gonna compare that to something in the second half. I I don't so. think I think the end of that series, the last three episodes, sucked balls. Mm-hmm. The rest know. of it was really good. I was like hyped to know what's going on, and then they were like, we're going to veer off the street and we're going to spend two and a half episodes on this other bullshit. And then we'll come back around and have this ending. And I was just like, mm. no. <laughs> okay. No. So, all right. Basically. No. <laughs> I think I just moved that out of order. Oops. Okay. It's so like, Call it's of- like tombstone. I just yelled. No. <laughs> all right. So call of duty Warzone gets support for private matches. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone, obviously we all know it's an eSport. Yeah, let me know when I care. The feature is uh, is in beta um, as of right now. So um, 30 players for Plunder and 24 games drop in the minimap. At least 50 players can start a Battle Royale. Yeah. Um, so you're not getting the full 64, but I mean, four, like 100 and whatever. I mean, that's okay. I mean, it's neat. Good luck finding but, 100 people that you know. Yeah, dude, we're not all like that guy Stone Mountain who did like fifty versus fifty because they had a hundred viewers watching. Well, no, that's the thing. Like, that's like people don't get like people want private matches for uh, battle royale games, but it's really hard to get them like seated once you like start them. Like PUBG is, I think PUBG still has them. Like, it's really hard to get into some of those games a lot of times, and if there is any, mm-hmm. um, and then sometimes you get kicked out, it gets full, and then the the what do you call it? moderator goes, oh no, I want my friend in here, so I'm gonna kick you out. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about that shit. I just want to play a game that plays well, is balanced, doesn't have a bunch of cheap bullshit like Call of Duty, and it doesn't have a bunch of cheaters like PUBG. I guess uh, Stone Mountain and Doctor Disrespect ended up in the same match in Warzone, and Doctor Disrespect kicked his ass. Dude, Doc kicks most people's asses. <laughs> I, I just don't know how they're. How... The, like, the reaction time he adds is ridiculous. He's so good at that at that game that he he intentionally dares people to stream snipe him. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, that means they get a free shot on you. If they're good, they're gonna hit you before you ever even get a shot off. And he's like, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. It's insane. But uh, there is a he's like I said, there's a 24 mode. So yeah, but like, come on, that's a huge map. For, well, it's not really that big. Well, it's gonna map. it's gonna make it the battle the mini battle royale if you have the 24. Oh, okay, okay. But 
it's a start, but like, a, like, what you should be able to do is you should be able to invite all your friends and then open it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but yeah, yeah. These people aren't trying that hard. <laughs> like they have two people in the basement working on Call of Duty updates because Activision doesn't want to pay anybody anything. Laying off people from Blizzard, then Blizzard turns around and turns a massive profit. <laughs> okay, so one up, well, arcade one up, um, launches its first driving cabinet. Uh, anybody ever played Outrun? I remember playing this on my old Tandy computer. Outrun, holy crap! <laughs> Not quite like, the same thing, but yes. <laughs> no, they're the same thing. Uh, but I do remember playing Outrun in the arcade as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, Sega 1986's classic game outrun has been revealed in what he called next nostalgic home arcade gaming cabinet. Um, this is a doozy of a cabinet though, and it's gonna cost five hundred dollars though. Holy crap! But the thing is though, if it's a small cabinet, like as a person, like an adult, gonna be able to really sit in that? Yeah, like how how small is it? Yeah, like it's thirty eight by nineteen by eighteen. So. Mm. I don't know. But five hundred dollars. You're paying for just the wood. Can I get it without the seat and have my own seat? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um I, I want the freaking Star Wars cabinet, damn it. Didn't it already come out? Did the Star Wars come come? Yeah, they came out with the Star Wars one. Oh. I want the uh that other one we saw at PAX. The one that's actually made by at games, but it's actually good. It's it's like five hundred dollars and it comes with uh it has the 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 full control panel. It's got the, a ball and two uh analog oh, rollers. Yeah. yeah. And basically you can put whatever you want on it. Yeah. If you have the because they want there's like three hundred games on it, but it's a bunch of just garbage, most of it. Yeah. But there's uh they have their own online service. I'm all set with that. I don't want to pay monthly for a few games. But I'm sure there's a way to be able to get your own, like your your ROMs on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I want, and it's bigger. It's like almost, it's like three quarter size versus this like quarter size. Hmm. But still, still waiting for the really figure out the shooting games. That'd be cool. Well, they have that guy that there is that technology. I don't know if you saw it. They did come out with a light gun that actually works with uh, flat screens now. Yeah, but know, that works well too. It works really well. You know, speaking of shooter games and cabinets and shit, did I, am I the only one that ever played that game Grid in the arcade? Why does it, it sound familiar? Grid. It, that sounds really familiar. Yeah, it was like. A multiplayer Smash TV versus game. It had it was six um things put together in a circle, and you used the trackball to move around, and it was like a third person shooter, and it was freaking crazy. It was an amazing game, and no one ever played it, and it just kind of disappeared. It never came out on consoles. I think no. it was called Grid. The only thing for Grid that I can find is there's a there's a actual... yeah arcade fighting game. There's a, a, a the grid football, and then there's, I guess they made no. a grid racing game for the arcades. It was the grid action game. 
The Grid action game? Well, no, it's called The Grid. Yeah, I do remember this. It's a grid fighting game, and it's a 3D fighter. Yeah, I but, do remember. I, but yeah. you, you you don't use you use guns. It's not like you, you don't use regular weapons. You ran you run around with an actual gun. And it was on a trackball and shit. Yeah, it was called the grid. Yeah, I'm actually gonna throw this in Facebook so you can see it. The thing it, it was yeah. super cool for the time, and it just never went anywhere. Yeah, it, it had three it had three arcade machines hooked together, all in one. It was a huge machine. Oh, this one had like six hooked together. You could hook together as many a good chunk. Like it oh. was a lot, you could hook up a good amount with that thing. That's mm. what was cool about it. It wasn't just a single like oh these three and that's it. Anyway, continue. You just when you guys are talking about things, I was like, that's oh. something. I it looks like uh it. the gladiators, like the last level of gladiators. American gladiators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're shooting the gun when they're shooting okay up next blazer (laughs) in nitro the ps5 kotaku review oh god Mm -hmm. oh god okay and second because i have the thing open where's oh i closed it let me open it back up because we have to talk about this now i'm not going to cover the entire review okay because you'd have to be a moron to read all of Kotaku. But the the biggest problem with this thing, Jesus Christ, they have so many. Oh my God. What with all the, no wonder no one goes to Kotaku. I just thought like seven advertisements pop up <laughs> because I'm not using my normal, my normal thing. Uh. Okay. Um, let me get to the, the important part. Okay. So this tool, this worthless tool that has no, perspective at all writes a seven paragraph uh review of the playstation which is fine does all the stuff and then at the end he finishes up with this and this this has nothing to do with trump or biden and on opinion wise just the idea that this belongs in your goddamn video game review all right as i'm writing this it looks very likely that joe biden will be our next president but it's queer that the worst people aren't going away just because some old white dude is now sitting behind the resolute desk as well. At least not this time, this old white man, a government is fundamentally broken and and led by white people that don't understand the world. The harsh truth is for the reasons listed above and more, a lot of people simply can't buy a PS five. What the hell does that have to do with the system? Other than you put the word PS five at the end of your giant stupid statement. Well, he's trying. I know what he's trying to say. I get it. I get it. I know what he's trying to say, Nate. But when you go to read a a, a game, a, like a game or a video, a, a console review, that's not why you're there to read the reviews. Well, I'm not I... looking for a ridiculous and a racist point of view, whether you like it or not. He mentioned that white people were bad. No, three I know. Freaking times. No, I know. Um, I want to know if the system is worth my time and money. So I don't I, want to. I personally think it is. From um, just a teardown exp- ex- like expenditure. Like we saw the Japanese develop like engineer tear down the PS5, and it looked fairly simple to tear down, which is really really good. From what I believe, anyway. Especially the side panels are very easy to take off. Um, we're going to get into that story in a minute. Um, but the controller, the only disappointing fact. Okay, two things about the controller. The controller so, is effing phenomenal. From what no, I'm no, 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 it's, it's it's great. Viewers, it, 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 no, it is a great controller. Yes. Um, it's going to be like my new favorite controller, obviously. 
But um, two things, though. I don't like the fact that it's put together mostly with uh, plastic clips. I hate that. It drives me up a wall, and I hate, it drives most people that do repairs up a fucking wall. Because they, they no, snap. Yeah, because they snap easy. It's just stupid. Use fucking screws, people. It's not fucking hard. Screws are cheap. Use them. Fucking Christ. <laughs> um, uh, second, um, the 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 analog sticks are the exact model that are in the PS4 ones. No, they're not. No, they are. Yeah, No, they have the same model number. Um, I've watched like multiple teardown videos. They work four. completely different than the ones in the PS4. You know. No, no, no. They're, no, I'm talking about the actual unit itself. The, the, as far as what they do, as far as connecting with the I/O, like that's software. different. No, that, no, no. I mean the the actual nub that you're using has different tech in it, so it can do different stuff. No, like resisting against you when you move the, the stick. No, this has all been reviewed, Nate. I've watched a ton of. No, videos. that's actually done with the actual chip. So, um, because I've watched multiple teardown videos from iFixit and stuff like that, so I can know how to repair these things. Um, anyway, yeah, so literally the same so, one. So, so the actual analog stick itself, um, you pull it up if you take it apart and take it out and take a PS4 one, the exact same model numbers on black, both of them, the exact same number. Well, we're talking about two different things, then. Um, so it's the exact you're same. Talking, analog you're stick. talking about the basic angle thing. I'm talking about the stuff underneath the angle that allows it to do to do different things. Yeah, that's, the are... actual, that's the controller circuit board. That's different. No, I'm not talking about the circuit board. The engine they use for like the rumble and stuff in the in the angle pad itself underneath it is not the same. Well, the, no, model, the... The, the model number you're talking about is like the nub itself that they put they built. But okay. what is underneath it that that controls like, for example, they have it set up in um Call of Duty. You can turn it on so when you start firing, the nub will start resisting against your finger while you're moving the thing. Oh, okay, so yeah, if those I, so, are things that are new so, that are built I, underneath the nub. So it was okay. So because I know the whole, I know this controller in and out now, quite a bit. So one of the things about the controller, if anybody wants to know, so it's the exact same analog stick. That's for one. Okay. So the other thing that's clearly that's close to the same is the. So everybody doesn't know the buttons and the actual D-pad is just this very thin piece of circuit board. Um, that's I'm not almost, talking about the D-pad. Uh, well, no, 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 but it's almost like fabric. Um, so that's the exact same as the PS4 one. That's no different either. So, but the actual trackpad is actually a new trackpad. It has a lot more like sensitivity to it. Um, the rumble motors in back are literally four times the size of the PS4 ones. They literally take up the entire like grip. Yeah, because of, the grip because oh, the grips yeah. have different spots where they can rumble. So Excellent. yeah, and they're not so the the actual motor is a I forget what that kind of motor it is. It's not just like one of those little spinning motors with a weight on it. It's a type of motor, um, but it it connects with another circuit board that to the main circuit board on the controller that actually has haptic feedback. Then yeah. that haptic feedback that's actually being controlled by this main by the main circuit board. Um, there's actually a if you take apart the triggers. So the R trigger and the L trigger are actually complex little machines. Before in the PS4, they were literally just a, a button with a spring on it. These yeah. are actually complex mechanisms yeah. now. So, and it allows for, um, it has its own tiny little circuit board in it that connects to the main motherboard that will tell it how far to push up the R2 trigger or how far down to push it. It gives, um, you, it, it gives it, you resistance like like a steering yeah. wheel. And yeah, it can, but and apparently you can there's it. more than just resistance to it. Like the, and, it, it does a lot more than that, apparently. 
what it does is so if anybody doesn't know so there's mods you can do right now to ps4 controllers like i did to my ps4 controller my ps4 controller the r2 and l2 buttons you can barely touch them and they go and they activate um so what the and there's actually other ones that allow you to shift them like tight or loose or whatever you want to do this allows you to do it with software instead of hardware you can actually make those triggers really tight or really soft depending on what you want to do but we don't know if it's actually going to be accessible in the base ps4 software outside of game so you can just set it hey i want these really short all the time no you're right about that but there, there's so, one thing to cover too and that is um the people who think that this that they're not going to use this like just a gimmick um the call of duty people came out just today and explained that every single gun in the call of duty cold war all have their own built-in preset settings for the controller. So every gun will feel different and make the, the buttons feel different. Yeah. And rumble different when you're firing. Every single controller. I'm surprised we yep. don't have mice that, that rumble. Well, dude, look, this is not me. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, console, console better and everything. But if there's one thing you know about consoles, when it comes to non-graphic related stuff, consoles tend to innovate that stuff first. Yeah. Like, the rumble controller, the haptic feedback, all that stuff. Like you're not going to see that on computers if ever, because it's not as important. Well, no, I bet you will. Like all the haptic feedback and stuff like that is already accessible through like Wiimotes and stuff like that. And PS4 controllers are all accessible on the PC with all their functionality. Yes, but they're um, all they're all mods and and bait. Like the companies don't support it on purpose. That's all I'm saying. No, like, I'm Steve, saying no, no, no. If you plug no, an Steve. Xbox controller and play with a controller on Call of Duty on the PC, you're going to get rumble. No, but what I mean is like you're not going to get... Nate everybody. Not, Nate fell. He took a dive. You're not seeing people <laughs> go out of their way to build a mouse with rumble in it because it's not a big enough market of people on a PC who cares about that. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. Like, you, it would be a great thing if they did, but you can't... How many people really want that? I would, but it's not something that's like on the agenda because it's not it's le less important on the computer to people yeah, yeah yeah that's what i mean when i say that i'm not saying they can't do that it's just no one's asking for a rumble mouse except for a few people well no but i'm saying i bet the functionality the that the ps5 controller has is going to be accessible on steam within a few months well yeah 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 I wasn't saying that it wouldn't be like that's not um, what I'm talking about. Because you can already plug a PS4 controller in and completely edit the buttons, everything within Steam, and it shows the PS4 controller right in the settings too, so it recognizes it 100%. So I know a few people from other podcasts, particularly people from a specific podcast that I've been watching for forever, who have played with this controller, and I'm not kidding you. There's no fanboy right here. They are calling this controller effing phenomenal period like people are losing their shit about how good this controller is so i'm super psyched because the controller is the most important thing i like my gamecube hated that goddamn controller did not use my gamecube for anything but games i couldn't play anywhere else uh, hmm. I, you I, know I, I, that's like one of my favorites no nintendo most of the time nintendo makes shitty controllers the, the new black one for the switch is pretty good but most of the time their controllers are just yeah <laughs> They're just, eh, that's all I can come up with. <laughs> well, they were going the right direction. Like, the Super Nintendo controller is by far absolutely my favorite controller of all time. Yeah, but it wasn't much better than, like, the Graphics one. 
No, it was way better than anything else. That's why I still like it to this day. That's why, like, I go back and forth. I love my SN30 controller. That's pretty much a, a morph between a PlayStation and a Super Nintendo controller. So mm-hmm. that thing's fucking awesome. Anyway. But basically, basically, at the end of the day, people are talking good about this controller. Well, yeah. Uh, do, are you? Are we covering like the reviews of these systems yet at all? Not yet. So we're gonna get into next the Sony shutdown of a company that's planned to release custom shells for the PS5. And this is something we talked about that a bunch of people talked about that we knew was going to happen, that companies are going to make third-party shells because they're really easy to remove um, and really easy probably to 3D print. Oh, yeah. Um, so the following is, uh, what do you got? Lead up place five. Yeah, so you're going to release. Uh, for $40, a startup offered a set, what do you call it? What PS5 owners, a panels, uh, stock white ones at the time. Da, da. And but as you can see over here, we see like a really cool like red one, which would have been pretty cool. Um, but I guess Sony actually put the kibosh on this. Uh, so what happened a- at, at first, Sony uh, got them because of their name, so they had to change their name. Yeah. And then they changed their name, and then Sony was like, no, you got to get rid of it completely. Uh, yeah. That's not true because I'm on the website right now. <laughs> what, PlayStation? No, it's www.customizemyplates.com. It's custom. Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Basically, what happened was they were shut down because the name was Play Plate Station. Yes. That was too close to PlayStation. Yes. Which yeah. would be confusing to fans. They didn't do that. They didn't shut it down to be dicks. They shut it down because of the naming scheme. You can now order skins on it. It's just called customizemyplates.com now. This is yeah. I'm on the website right now. Well, it says right here that they had to. Uh, they changed the name, and then they still got in trouble. Maybe they changed the name again. It says it was over the weekend, PlayStation, Plate which has since rebranded to customize my plates, said it has to cancel all panels due to patent and intellectual property issues. Well, I can't. Yeah, no, right no, now. I can no. add the card if I want. No, no, no. So what they did? Okay, so I'll, I'll. <laughs> clean this up a little bit so before this because i remember when bazinga first posted this article because i remember seeing about these companies before um so they actually had full plates full plastic plates you could order they are gone from the website you can only order skins that go over the current plastic shell wow. they actually were selling full plastic shells that replace the ones that come with your ps5 okay, yeah, that that's makes the more one sense. that's the ones they are not allowed to sell because those are considered intellectual property. Which is retarded because you're not going to do all the skins that people want. Oh, yeah. It says yeah. skins. There's literally only skins on this site now. And yeah, they got rid of the shelves. stuff that I'd like to get. Yeah. That is disgustingly stupid. That's a mistake on Sony's part right there. Well, I'm well, sure unless, Sony's no, going to sell they, their own. Yeah, yeah but the, the problem they're... is they're not going to sell enough of their own. They sell what they think will sell. So, for example, maybe I want a custom Dragon Quest one. I'm not going to see that over here, even with the release of the next Dragon Quest game. I can guarantee you I'll never see that skin over here unless I have it custom made or get it from one of these websites that does it themselves. Because it's just not popular enough for Sony to go, we're doing custom skins. Mm-hmm. And I think, the, I think the truth of the matter, and this is really cynical, but I would expect Microsoft is the same way with this shit. I think the main reason why they did it was because this keeps the hardcore assholes who go out and buy like a what do you call it um they want to go out and buy a skin from having 
turning around and having to buy a brand new system. Like, for example, the next God of War comes out and they they announce a limited edition God of War with a special panel and all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I turn around and go to a website and get myself a special God of War panel for 25 bucks. I don't have to buy the new system to get it. Mm-hmm. It it would pro- they're probably worried it will cut into their sales. Probably. Of these limited limited edition systems. Even if it's only oh, we sold 100 God of War limited edition systems. It's still 100 God of War limited edition systems they sold. Yeah. Versus someone else making a skin for them. I mean making a a, a cover for it. It's just an asshole thing to do, and I would expect Microsoft's gonna do the same thing because these companies are kind of assholes. Yeah, it's depressing because I I would have been looking all the time for something cool. God, I would kill for one with like imagine one that had me. Imagine a Dragon Quest one that was just the top half and the bottom half of a king slime. Jesus so like the top was the slime head with the with the crown, and the bottom was the slime bottom. Well, they already made the slime controller. Never came out over here. They didn't. No, I don't believe so. That's the problem. Like you, uh, either that or it was with a limited edition, like two hundred, three hundred dollars system or something, like game. PS4 slime. The Hori Quest Dragon Slime Controller. You can buy it on Amazon for $168. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that, dude, that is the weird one because that one's a big round ball. I didn't want it to be a giant round ball. Uh, That's funny. It's a for the dude, Switch, actually. Dragon yeah. Quest is great, man. So, your PS- so the PS5 is here, but you don't have the money to buy two. And you want to have one in the other room? Well, your PS4 can now be your PS5. It basically like streams it, right? Yeah. So your yeah. PS5 can now practically, yeah, pretty much. Um, it's it's like a a, a Steam box or a, or a Steam Link. Yeah, pretty much. You'll probably be able to do that from your computer too, won't you? Probably. Yeah, I would expect that. that. Remote Which PS5 just, remote play. Dude, that just brings you back around in a circle to how the hell did Sony drop the ball on the PlayStation Vita idea? Right? Like it, it when it worked, it was great. They they should honestly not be thinking about releasing a new handheld completely. What they should be doing is releasing like a $40 handheld that is just a screen with a battery and a controller. That you can stream to. Well, yeah. Doesn't take like it doesn't take games or anything. It's just a little little small Vita screen. It doesn't have the hardware to run the games, and you just screen stream it Wi Fi if you have a connection. Because yeah, the the Vita uh, remote play was pretty cool. Yeah, like I don't understand the dropping the ball on the Vita at all. When yeah. they had they had, they basically had the Switch before the Switch if they had done it right. But again, they misread the market. They don't realize that that people want this. And then again, it's hard to tell because Nintendo had the backing of all those 3DS companies when they brought the Switch out. So. Well, yeah, yeah. So I think this is definitely a really cool feature you can actually use. Yeah. Your, 
PS4 for a while in another room. So we forgot to add this topic, but the Xbox Series X came out yesterday. Just so you know, when I made that comment about one of them coming out, I wasn't saying it because Xbox came out. I was saying it because most of the reviews are laughing at it. Oh. Well, I uh, see. I, I've heard, like, they had issues connecting to servers, which is funny. Well, not not the not the hardware like the hardware itself. It's just most of the reviews are like I'm sitting here playing games I already old games and none of the games that are on it right now are worth. You know mm. what I mean? Like they're all like, I have a five hundred dollar paperweight because I'm just playing old games that I can play already. Yeah, that's what I've been seeing, and I'm sorry. I'm always gonna laugh at that because launch lineups are always not great. But every time Microsoft launches, their lineups are shit. Absolute shit. There's not a single game worth buying at launch on their systems every time. And mm-hmm. set that one time when they launched with, I believe they launched with a Halo, right? I think it was. No. Mm. Hang on a second. I don't think so. Maybe Halo 4? I don't know. But, um. I don't know. It, neither of them really had a big lineup. Yeah, PlayStation had a few, but like, like no, you're right. But PlayStation still has like has four games few. you can't play anywhere else. Yeah, that's the point. Like, even if they're not amazing games, there's still a reason to pick up the system. Every one of those games on the Xbox launch you can play anywhere else, so the only reason is better fidelity, and that yeah. shit only goes so far, people. So what you can play? It's what Spider Man. Spider-Man, um, uh, the Sackboy Adventure one, oh, one. Sackboy, that's right. um, Godfall, which is getting kind of beat up in reviews for being light on content, but it's a, it's like a service game, like a Destiny, so there'll be content oh, coming for that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And let me see what the PS5 launch will be. Launch titles. All right, so. All right, you got. Astro Boy Playroom, which you get for free. It's like a small demo thing. Demon Souls, Godfall, um, Marvel, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man, um, let's see. Sackboy Big Adventure. Those are the three that you can play. Pre- oh, and Bug X. Like, again, I'm not saying these games are all great games. <laughs> the point being, those are four games you're not getting anywhere else. And mm-hmm. also, people are saying the Sackboy game is like reminiscent Mario and is pretty good. Huh. So who knows? But my again, my point being is if if I'm going into a store to buy a system, unless I'm some delusional hard hardcore fan, I'm going to grab the one that has games I can't play anywhere else. If I, I have the money to buy the game. Yeah. Some people yes, forget. I just, oh, I don't yeah, understand of the many. I, I really don't understand the concept. And truthfully, let's be let's be real here. Demon Souls is like that's the counterweight. Everybody rushing out to buy these early console games are probably picking up Demon Souls. But it's already yeah. been out. It's just a remake. Yeah, you, but dude, no, it's not just a remake. It's a complete. You have to like, understand overall. that the original Demon Souls one, it came out on PS3. It yep. was a new IP, a new game, small budget. A lot of wonky stuff with that game. This game, this is like, it's not even the same game, really. It's such a reimagining while at the same time playing exactly like Demon Souls is supposed to. But it's basically Demon Souls in like Bloodborne Engine. 
which hardcore fans want. You're right, it's a remake. But that's like if you launch your freaking PS5 and the remake is a remake of the original God of War. Yeah, everybody's played the original God of War, but this is a remake of God of War. And those hardcore fans are going to buy it because of that. Yeah. Demon Souls is what started the fan fandom. There's like three million hardcore Demon uh, Dark Souls fans who are all like Demon Souls was the best one because it was the hardest one and it was the most original one of the the entire group and they all yeah. cannot wait to play it again. Yeah, it's, well, yeah. of course it was the, I, the most original. It was the first one. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Like, yes, it does. Like when it's no, it's, it's no, the original. No, because when a sequel comes out, you hope they improve on it and do some new stuff. They, Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 are all good, but they never did as much new stuff as they did in the first one. And a lot of it was, it was dumbed down a little bit too. And that pissed fans off. Like those games are not as hard as the first one. And yeah. Dark Souls is about being hard. I played it for about an hour or two, and I was like, yeah, I'm done. This sucks. You gotta, oh. have, you gotta have the will to dig into it, because once you dig into it, yeah, I'm one for progression in the story. I don't like to just sit there and try and get get by. Well, the progression is that. You have to get by to progress. And it's not really a story. The whole game is... The whole world is built... It's like the world building is the story. They don't tell you anything. So you kind of like, you show up at a castle that's falling apart and you start getting bits and pieces of what happened to this castle. And you're like, what happened to this world? Why are there dead? Why are there no other living people anywhere in this world? And that's where the story comes from. Yeah, but there's a, there's a narrator. Explain. There's a narrator. Only the very beginning of the game. Oh, it's only in like the beginning? You, yeah, you lit, there's literally no real story other than the lore beats that you find. But the lore beats get you hooked on the story of the game of the world. Like you learn about this king, and you're like, "This king was a benevolent king. What happened? Why is he so evil now? Why is the world destroyed, and there are no humans left anywhere?" Just like, it's very hard to explain. It's the oddest storytelling. Not my ever. cup of tea. It's really, it's really good though. Not um, my cup of tea whatsoever. Okay, so Halo Infinite was a complete failure. Um, what are you to the point, about? so we mean the complete failure. It's not even out. Okay, no, so. no, no. They mean the reveal. Yeah, so. reveal. Oh, okay. and so, the fact point, that like the fact that like it ranked number thirty on most anticipated Xbox games list. Yeah. So anyway, so and it should be number one. So to the point where uh, people around Microsoft are wearing a T-shirt with that ape-like whatever that creature was. Yeah, they're uh, trying to own it. it, but it's just oh. embarrassing. Yeah, Craig. So Craig. Um, and Phil Spencer had a uh, review, interview, whatever, and he was like, "Oh, he's like, no, turnover is not that bad." He's like, "We want people that are actually motivated here." And no, 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 and it's like, no, I don't think you know how like economics work and how people view a company and how investors view a company. High turnover is really freaking bad for a company. Period. It depends on the company, though. Like Activision no. doesn't care when they have turnover. They don't care at all because the, the the people making their games are 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 replaceable. It's only the leadership that they care about, like the directors. They consider everybody underneath that replaceable. Everybody that works at Call of Duty, except for the top few dudes, are replaceable to Activision. No, but I'm saying if you've ever like studied anything about business, like high, well, like when investors are like investing money, when they see high turnover rates, they tend to pull money out. Doesn't matter who's turnover and who's leaving. 
um, the fact that people are leaving your company doesn't show good leadership in your company at all. Well, like I said, it depends on the company. Right? Um, so, no, but I'm not, I'm saying this is what like they teach you in business school. Yes, yeah, but what I mean is like um, the 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 Activision makes so much money that investors are not looking at the random nobody quitting because it's not going to affect how much money they make off those goddamn games. So their um, investors don't care because it's like cha-ching at all times to them. Well, it is, but it's different. So, like, I'll get into why this is actually a bad thing. So, being a developer is a fairly, is a skill. You do, like, most people that are developing and went to college for coding. Okay? So, now you have to, if you've gotten rid of people or people left because they were pissed off, because, and I'm guessing this is what happened, is that you told them to do a certain thing. They did that. Well, the co well, when they revealed it, they were like, this is shit. The company yelled at them. And they're like, well, we just did what you told us to do. Um, and they left and went to another company. Um, so then you have to hire more developers. And you actually might be desperate or not desperate. Who knows what's going on at a higher cost, possibly. And even if you're hiring at a lower cost, you're getting people fresh out of college that don't know jack about being actually in the field yet that might not actually perform as well as those ones you actually had. You could have just offered them more money to stay and say, hey, we need to fix this. We'll just make it better. I'll give you more money. You're going to actually develop a better product that way. Yeah, but you could also get those newbies and pay them less to do more. Yeah, no, like, but, like I said, no. it depends. But that's no, what they Nate, do. <laughs> Nate, what you're missing is it depends on the company. Again, Activision's entire design of their Call of Duty engine that they use to build the game is to make it as simple as possible so they can turn people over constantly and not have to pay people more for being there forever. I've seen articles on this. They have the engine they use is so simple minded that they can get those people fresh out of college to build these games because it, if they have people that have been there 10 years that aren't like product managers and the people who are like at the head of like the like graphic design and all that shit, they're paying those people a hell of a lot more to do the same exact work that they can get people just out of college to do because the engine itself is there. Like I said, they don't even generate assets half the time on these Call of Duty games. They have a bank of assets that they've been using for five, six years that they have upgraded and updated and people pull them from when they're making the games. No, but um, experienced coders and oh, non-experienced coders is a very, very different thing. Um, experienced coders are going to correct code that's going to cause memory leaks as they go and save you a lot of time. Yeah, but Activision um, doesn't care about that because um, I, you could see by how their games perform when you play them. They don't care about those bugs. They'll fix them when they fix them. And they can, they, you know how like you go to college and you learn how to do something one way, but then you go get the job and they, they're like, yeah, we don't do it that way. This well, is how we do it. Well, no, that's so, why so I'm you saying know, like they're going to go to Activision or whatever as a noob and Activision's like, like yeah, we're going to teach you well, this way. Well, I've no, that's seen what... articles where they literally explain that that's part of the business strategy that they have at the company. Cause they're not going to hire no. a 40 year old professional that's expecting, you know, $200,000 a year when they yeah. can get a person right out of school and pay him like 40, 50 and, grand and teach <laughs> him the basics of their engine. Plus when you talk about coding, I don't think it's the coding people that are getting pulled out. Like I think it's, for example, it's the people that put together maps. You're not coding the maps. You have a map, the designer, cause they've already built a map editor for their programmer, for their, for their, game designers to use so they sit down and it's like it's like rpg maker with the the pulling the pieces in to build the map 
that's how they build their maps at like Call of Duty. They have like an engine that's already built, that's already been coded. They've been using it for a long time. And you pull assets in that have been programmed by other people when building your stuff. No, that is true. But there is still yes, code that's running. No, <laughs> that is no. true. But, no, but that is true. Yes, they do have an engine that's already built because that's the efficient way to do things. But you still have to go into that script and edit things as you're adding different assets or mixing assets. You still have to edit things. You still yeah, have to but they, that that's code. what I'm saying. They have a team that does that. Yeah, they that's have their I'm old. Saying. They have their old people there that have been doing. They it have forever. their well-trained people to do that, and then they have massive turnover on the non-well-trained people yeah. that are there to do that other stuff. And they have the the the, the project heads who aren't people who turn over. Those are the people they take care of because they're proven people. Like, they're not going to throw out the guys who directed Titanfall right away because they know these guys know what they're doing over at EA. Hmm. So they'll they'll make sure to keep those guys happy. But the smuck that they said put together a map that's first time there, they don't care about him turning over at all. And the investors don't either because they make so much money every time a Call of Duty is re released. I'm just saying that bigger companies treat it differently they all treat it differently jesus christ i i hate this game sometimes hmm. but no but i'm saying though from a disney standpoint it's standard practice at what do you call it especially even if you're just investing money if you know nothing about the company if you see high turnover rate pull your money out yes yes it's a standard practice that's standard I, doesn't matter what they did or who they did all i was saying is that some companies don't care because they're not they're at the point where they don't need to care yeah, but if you um, really look at it, are they losing money? If they built their program around a different way, maybe not. Like if the entire yeah. system is built around a certain way, they might not be losing any money at all. Yeah, but it's, it, but it, it's not out yet. So you, you have to the invest. This is the time where investors are going to pull out or stay. So yeah, but no, no, hold up. Not over, they're not going to pull out over Halo. Micro, Microsoft is not getting investors for Halo. That company is a solely owned, I mean, that, that studio is a solely owned studio that is a private studio. They are paying, Microsoft is paying the entire thing. What's happening at Microsoft is, as you said, some dumb, stupid, useless piece of shit, probably a hardcore leftist, got to a point where they were running the project, hired a bunch of people that aren't qualified because they like them or something. And that game went off the rails and it ended up looking like hardcore shit. And they they, they made the assets a paintbrush tool. And then <laughs> and then Phil comes in and goes, even though we put these people in position and we know the leadership is to blame, we're gonna turn around and blame like we know where to blame, but we're gonna blame the leadership of the game. It's their fault the game's not coming out right, even though they were probably being rushed to get it done by by launch. They were probably being limited on what they can do. They're probably being told what to do by people who don't even play Halo, which is why the game looks more and more like a Call of Duty game every time they make it. And that's not what Halo fans want, ever. Like, it's probably just bad management and people getting blamed for it. That's what the turnover is at that, at that studio. Yeah. Simple as that. And someone's like, no, that's not going to work. And they're like, too freaking bad, do it. And then it comes out and doesn't work. And then they walk back in and go, how stupid can you be? I told you that wouldn't work. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> Didn't I tell you it wouldn't work? Shut the hell up, you're fired. Psst. Newsflash, Xbox guys. Phil Spencer's a dick. And he was part 
of the ideas that made the Xbox One. He is not the Xbox savior. He was Don Matrick's right-hand man. He was part of all those stupid ideas, which is why all those stupid ideas exist now. It's just called Game Pass. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I hear people bringing this up all the time. What's Game Pass? It's a cool idea, but do you know what Game Pass is? It's always online DRM that you pay 15 bucks a month to have. Well, if you want to play any online game anyway, you need you need get Xbox Gold. Yes, I'm not. But my my point is, they people tell me that they brought in Don, um, Phil Spencer to save the Xbox division and turn it around, and Don Matrick is responsible for those shitty ideas back in the Xbox One. All those shitty ideas exist now. They just repackaged it, rebranded it, and gave you a better version of it. You're still. They're still taking control, so you're not owning your games anymore. You're still paying a subscription to play them, and you still have to be online to play them. Yeah. It's just done better. Game Pass is a much better idea. If they announced Game Pass when the Xbox One came out, there wouldn't have been an argument. It's a way better version. But sorry, guys, it's the same thing that they were trying to do before, just a little bit better. I know you don't like to hear it. I don't care. Yeah, it's the truth, dude. I mean, that's what it is. But no, I personally, I would like, I mean, obviously we're going to eventually, at some point in early 2021, we're going to get a new trailer for Halo Infinite. It's going to be probably very different. Um, Because I'm sure with this... I don't think of- it's going to be that different, dude, because they said it's coming out early in the in the beginning of the year. How much can they fix in another six months with what it looks like it is now? I don't know. Well, they re obviously fired a bunch of people and they rehired or a bunch of people. I'm guessing a bunch of people left because they got pissed off. Um, and they hired a bunch of new coders and boom, like and I'm we sure got they like a lot of like I didn't see anything wrong with the trailer except for like when you got close up to things or that 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 Goomba. Well, yeah, you're not, you're not as harsh as other people do. Well, I don't that... understand what the problem is because I'm watching. Well, look at right right, just the gun. Dude, wait, the what gun. the problem is is that they said they were spending five hundred million dollars on a new Halo. And it looks like it was made by an amateur team making an indie game. And it looks like it was on Xbox 360. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> the problem is when you had, like, if the next Call of Duty came out and looked like that, you'd be like, wait, what? Because the next Call of Duty has all this money behind it. It has a budget. It shouldn't look like that. Like that game, and it doesn't have to be the most revolutionary looking gr- graphics ever. But, like, things in the background look like Minecraft, dude. Yeah. It looked like Minecraft in some spots. The the, the, the the problem with that trailer is just that it doesn't look $500 million good. And I can tell you right now, the reason why they have so many people leaving is actually probably because of my first comment about they, they probably put someone in charge who did what EA did, which is um, Mass Effect Andromeda. EA went out of their way. They had a meeting with Anita Skarkeesian. They've never admitted it, but people people leak leak shit, all right? So they had a meeting with this this crazy dumb broad, and that's exactly what she is. She's the dumbest person in the world. I'm being harsh, but yeah. And they had a meeting with her, right? And then this game comes out a year later, and it's broken to the point where you know amateurs who don't know how to program did it. Then you find out from leaks that the people working on it were like, Lead lead graphic design was a chick that had one year 
gaming ex uh, one year industry experience and she was in charge of running all the people programming the graphics dude after one year of in industry experience and you had nothing but graphic glitches in that game you yeah. find out that they hired a bunch of people that were like inexperienced and not weathered in the industry not and it's not because they hired black people or white people or whatever it's just because they hired people who were inexperienced because Anita told them they needed to be more diverse and the game came out like a mess. And I bet you that's what happened at 343. I bet you they hired a whole bunch of people who have no industry experience and the game they spent $500 million and the game looks like crap. Yeah, even that screenshot side to side, just the gun textures. The gun textures almost look worse than 360 in some respect. There's actually more details on the guns from the 360 screenshot on the gun itself. That's pretty sad. And I, I don't want people to think I, I'm look, I'm, I apologize. I'm not, I'm not saying chicks or other diverse uh, like races cannot make games. Well, I'm just saying you need to hire people who have been in the industry and know how to program for higher up jobs. You hire the amateurs to be under these guys and these guys show them what to do so that they can learn. Yeah. And then and they become the upper guys a few years down the road. And not that like Phil Spencer or like, they're trying to market after people like me, um, even though obviously as a company, you'd want as many people as you want buying your Xbox. Um, but he also made a statement that he is looking in no way to purchase any Japanese studios. Well, and I was like, yeah, well, I so. saw that. And I just want to put, I saw the article where people were claiming that they were looking and people were all excited. You you have no idea how bad that is. Okay. That is like, just dumb. It's like, and if even if I had a shred of thought of buying an Xbox, it's it after I read that article, it'd be gone. It'd have been gone. I'd be like, okay, never mind. And people are gonna think we're being all right. Look, we're not being haters for this for that. But let me the best way I can describe it is the 360 era when Microsoft went over and spent a ton of money to buy exclusivity of a bunch of Japanese RPGs that were really popular in Japan, right? So they bought the rights to these games. And when they released in Japan, the games sold literally nothing. All right. And when that happened, the companies that make these games lost a ton of money. So companies like, for example, Nam Namco. Remember Tails? Hmm. Tails sold 300,000 copies in Japan of Tales of Vesperia. Okay. They had to wait 10 years to get off the ground and build a new engine because that game bombed so bad in Japan and sold nothing in America because it was exclusive to Xbox in yeah. Japan no. that they never made any money. So if, if they go out and buy like a Falcom and people are like, yeah, we're going to get Trails of, Cold, Trails of Cold Steel on the Xbox, you're all excited. And I'm like, well, that's the end of Trails because it's not going to sell in Japan and that's where the bulk of their games sell. Well, they sell I'm, like 100,000 yeah. in America. They sell like 700,000 in Japan. Yeah, and I bet after that whole debacle that happened, Phil Spencer's just trying to save face. And I'm betting most Japanese uh, game development companies don't want anything to do with Microsoft. It, it, like, they could get away with it if they bought, like, Capcom, because Capcom's sales are bigger over here than they are anywhere else. But if you're trying to buy, a, like, a Japanese company to get Japanese games, you are you're consigning that company to have a very bad time with their sales in Japan. And you better pray they get a market over here because they're not going to sell any in Japan, which is the worry. Yeah. Yeah. And same thing with Dragon Quest. You know, Dragon Quest sold 
1.5 million copies over here. It sold 5 million in Japan. Oh, yeah, easy. So, like, if they bought the rights to Dragon Quest, Square would lose money on that game because no one in Japan would buy it on an Xbox. Hmm. That's the Xbox debacle. Um, because this is what we're diving into is development because the Xbox and the PS5 are not very different from each other at all. But we're going to get into, obviously, as the weeks pass, we got both systems around. We'll give more of a review of each one on future podcasts. So stay tuned for that. But till then, let's move on to technology because we got a number of things to talk about this week in technology, including the new chip that Apple is putting out, along with flying taxis, AMC's plan to stay relevant. Um, <laughs> um, we got Star Wars archives episode one through three crazy big book i can't wait to get and robots made from made in japan that are made to tour deter wolves <laughs> uh we also got the dgi palm size mini 2 along with we're going to get into episode two of the mandalorian one of the best shows absolutely so i stopped watching it <laughs> Let's when it just it. started. <laughs> no, I mean I never finished the first season. Oh, you didn't? Uh, oh no. my god, the first season is so good, dude. Dude, I can't. Oh I can't in good faith give those people any money until they get the shit together on Star Wars. No matter oh how god. good that that season may be. Oh my god, the show. It's... Everything else they do is just so goddamn bad. <laughs> oh, the develop. They just they. Look, what's his face? Farva, there. There, he freaking. Yeah. Oh my god, he's just brilliant. <laughs> So brilliant. Come on, dude. Now you're going way too Holy. far, dude. <laughs> no, if there's Happy from Avengers is a genius, okay? <laughs> if there's... Dude, Avengers is goddamn like when you really go back and look at it, a lot of Avengers was terrible. It's but were depressing. they wor were they worse than Star Wars? No. No, it's just <laughs> they they lost the plot and started doing what Star Wars did, which is None of this makes sense, but we say it makes sense. So far, no. Um, Dave Filoni. If there's anybody that's definitely a successor to George Lucas, it's Dave Filoni. It, holy crap! Who is like, Dave Filoni? Dave Filoni. <laughs> Does he come um, with cheese? So Dave Filoni, he is like, especially when you hear him talk, like when he comes up with ideas, it sounds like George Lucas thought of it. It's crazy. Um. Like he knows George Lucas's mind. Like it. Like Nate, it, you do know that George Lucas lost the plot too, right? Like, there's a point with George Lucas movies, you just kind of turn your head and go, "Nah." Well, that's your opinion. It. That's your opinion, but that's not mine. Name um, anything, anything other than Star Wars and um, and uh, and Indiana Jones. American Graffiti. Not very. I, I meant fucking. What do you call it? Um. Like. His big blockbuster stuff. American Graffiti is pretty good, but most of his shit is kind of laughable. Anyway, so, okay. <laughs> what the heck has everybody been checking out? What have we been watching? All right, what did I watch? I know I watched something. Besides The Mandalorian, because we'll get to that at the end. Oh, okay. I am now three episodes away from finishing Vinland Saga, also known as the greatest piece of media in the history of media. Nate, you need to watch Vinland Saga. Vinland Saga. I'm not kidding. I will pay you to watch Vinland Saga. I'll buy you a game. <laughs> Dude, it is literally, I, like it hit me last night. It's, it's Berserk better than Berserk. 
Oh, no shit. It's like Berserk. Oh. Berserk is cool, but you laugh at some of the stupid writing and you go, oh, this is, he's just being extreme to be extreme, like rape horse. Yeah. You know, and you just kind of giggle and go, uh, stupid, but funny. So basically, the plot of Vinland Saga is literally Berserk. And with slight changes. It's about a little boy whose father is known as a great hero amongst Vikings, but he doesn't know this. His father um, uh, deserted the, the Viking army and left to go raise him, right? So when he's like five years old, the the Viking army finds him and forces his father back into, into uh, the military. And while his father is traveling to meet the king so he can go to war, he's assassinated by a guy they hired to kill him in front of his son. Oh, wow. So the And then the son stows away on the dude's ship and follows them to England so that he can kill this guy. And he follows their army around, and the guy's like, I don't kill children, so he lets the kids stay. And then it, he grows up until he's like 17, and all he wants to do is kill Askeladd for so killing his father. So he follows the Saxons. Yes. Yeah. No, no, he stays with the Vikings. He fights alongside oh. of them oh, oh. because he's like, Askeladd is manipulating him. He's like, because yeah. Askeladd's a bad dude. So he's like, if you, if you can do this stuff for me, I'll let you duel me. So every time he sends him off on like a suicide mission, kid survives, he comes back, gets a duel, Askeladd, Askeladd beats him. All right. The reason why it's like, is it's like berserk is because halfway through you meet the prince of the Danes. His name is Canute. And he's this timid, weak pussy guy for like 10 episodes, right? And then he he turns and slaughters innocent people. And you find out he's not the timid, weak, nice guy. It's all a fraud like Griffith. Ooh. It's all just a facade like one Griffith. Favorite, and he's, he's a piece of crap, right? Uh -huh. But because he's playing the good guy, um, Thorvin, which is the little kid grown up, ends up being the bad guy basically because he's single-minded to kill Askeladd who ends up getting killed by Canute and now he has a fucking blood vendetta to kill Canute yeah. and that makes him into the bad guy just like Berserk so he's basically the terrible bad guy but in reality uh, Griffith is actually the bad guy well yeah, yeah animated by the dudes who who play it's animated by the guys who do uh, attack, attack on Titan and I'm telling you people I didn't spoil what if you think I spoiled it I didn't the show is goddamn amazing. Don't sleep on it because it hasn't been picked up over here yet. And who knows if it ever will. It's a niche show. It has a small fan base, just enough to keep going. And that's what I did this weekend. For media. Hmm. Sorry for wasting so much time. Yeah, that's right. But it was Vinland Saga, so screw me. Anyway, Bazinga. Nothing much. I haven't really been home that often, so... If anything, it's blacklist. But most of the time, I've been doing stuff, watching female shows like the Sister of the Traveling Pants. No, my girlfriend no. made me watch Aaron Brockovich last night. Oh. I want to kill myself. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't. Good. Anyway, so obviously, one thing I have to say: check out. I'm actually gonna be watching that tonight. Uh, friggin'. Fargo, this season's turning out to be one of the absolute best seasons of Fargo ever done. Chris Rock, he's absolutely impressed me. In, like, Chris Rock, I've only thought is he's okay. 
He's done some pretty funny bits on here and there. Dude, Pookie was amazing. Um, but so, but like him playing this like gangster leader, like the mobs. Oh my, he's done such an amazing job on the show. Like he's, it's really incredible. Dude, I uh, want to watch it, but then at the same time, I don't want to watch the other two seasons. So I'm like, ah, whatever. The other three seasons and the movie. The other three seasons. I don't care about those seasons. If it was just a show about him being a mobster in the third 1930s. I'd watch that show, like well, Boardwalk oh, Empire. Well, this is the way it is. Okay, so every season's its own entity, but it's also connected. You don't have to watch the other ones. You don't even have to watch them in order. Um, they're their own story together. But there's links if you do follow the bigger picture. I might have to check it out because I like 1930s. So, I, period piece is the thing. I, I love the, those type of yeah. shows, dude. They are everything. Yeah, and it's really, like, you have the Italians and... Um, everything it's it's great it's just great and there's this crazy Itali uh, italian mobster who's absolutely fucking psychotic <laughs> oh i also started watching marco polo again just to torture uh, myself because that show should have never been canceled yeah that show was so good dude um benedict wong is amazing yeah so okay so watch obviously Hill, haunting in hill house was really good then we got bly manor which was all the same actors in separate like two uh, were different, which is crazy because some had British accents and they're not British; they're actually American. But they did a good job. Um, <laughs> so, um, and I do love the fact, like, the only thing, like, Haunting in Hill House was a lot of it seemed a lot of internal conflict with like uh, sibling rivalries for the most part, and then there was this house that was its own entity, and it, they did a really good job. Um, and I'm not going to give away what happened, but, and then just say, anybody doesn't watch it. And then Bly Manor done by the same people. Um, it's this little place like over in England and they, it's this manor that has like, there's hauntings that happen. There's a creepy dollhouse that there's dolls that move and you have no idea what the hell is happening. They do a really good job of keeping a lot of things like up in the air, like what's going on when they start to reveal them very slowly. It goes, Oh, that makes sense. Now um, they do a really good job of that. Um, now, the one thing I really liked that Grimm is going to disagree on is how it ended is because it ended like an old, like gothic novel, like love tragedy, which was really neat. The problem was they didn't do it right. No, they did. They like, did. I can like if I looked up for a couple minutes, I can think of a number of like old gothic novel books that end exactly that same way. No, what, what I mean by they didn't do it right was they backloaded that entire thing to the last like two episodes they should have put that going they should have if they were going to focus on that heart that love story thing they should have started it up much sooner i got no attachment to the love story because it came and went so quickly matter of fact it wasn't even the last two episodes it was the last they did one episode focusing on that and then they did the episode focusing on the background of the lady yeah and then they went to the end so yeah. it it came so quickly that I was like, I don't even care. Had they started that on like the first episode and slowly built towards it, then by the time they got to the end, I would have cared. It, it felt like they were like, we want to have a love story. Then they started writing the, the show. And then like at episode seven, they were like, oh shit, we forgot the love story and threw it all in. That's the problem with it. I don't know. And it took away from the creepiness. Also, at no point did they trick me, which sucks because that first season, they tricked you. I figured out pretty yeah. quickly. There was a couple of things where I was like, 
all right, are the kids dead? That was a couple of things, but most of the time I knew everybody who was. Yeah, dead. no, I knew. Like this is this is the only spoiler I'm going to give away. So everybody doesn't want no spoiler. Please turn off this point. The one thing I did pick up real we uh me and Marie picked up real early was that uh, Miles was being possessed by Peter. Yeah, that, and I was like, I was like, this guy's not alive. He's dead. He's being and he's possessing Peter and he's possessing Miles. Um, so yeah, but yeah, it was it was. And like again, I'm not trying to sound like a dick. It wasn't hard to see what was coming. I feel like they could have done a better job. I also feel like maybe they should have had more episodes. I believe it was only eight episodes, right? No, I think it was ten. Pretty sure it was ten. Let me see. Pretty sure it was ten. Um, but yeah, I don't want to spend too much. Like obviously, we want to get to the topics. So the last thing I want to get into because I was going to get into last week. Dead is, nine. I feel like they could have got one more episode. And yeah, they, they could have been able to yeah. spread it out and do it. Right. Yeah, but it wasn't bad. I'm no, not, it was, what, dude, so, it was still, dude, we still been watching. It took us two days to watch the show. So what I'm going to get into right now is bad, really bad. Okay. Um, cause we haven't had a podcast since. So Marie decided to check out the craft movie. While I was, <laughs> while, was bad. While, I, while I was playing and I was briefly checking it out and, um, and it was, it was absolutely, it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. Worst you did tell her that but you lost a little bit of... came back to act for this movie. No, Come no, on. that was... Yeah, but to, no, hold no, up, hold no, up, no, you're no, forgetting hold, something. Hold let, let me Feruza Bolk never acted in the first place. <laughs> no, she don't... Okay, so the one thing if you don't... Okay, so let me finish. So the one thing if you haven't noticed, none of the original actresses, even her, did not even acknowledge she was in the movie. Because it was top secret. No, it was it's terrible. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, absolutely fucking terrible to the point where I was tweeting on Twitter, right? Um, basically pointing out to um, uh, Jason Bloom, like this is terrible guy. And then I pointed out after, um, while they're I'm they sure were, he listened. I'm sure no, he listened. No, to you. So, no, I know, I know. Well, there was a bunch of other people that were saying the same thing to him. He's um, on the shitter, going block, block, and then he blocks you and keeps going. Yeah, but no. <laughs> But the other thing I pointed out, though, too, and other people, a few other people, like did too, like, um, if the one thing that pissed me off out of more than anything else about that movie is that it actually was offensive to practicing pagans. It's yeah, actually but the original was offensive to practice. No, it pagans. wasn't. They didn't no. get shit right on that either. No, they did actually. Dude, they I've seen it. articles where they talk about the stuff they got wrong. <laughs> no, they got like there was a few things here that were cinematic, but it was very minor. Um. They in the original movie had one of the had one of the large, largest North American covens working with the movie um, to get things right. Um, so like three people. No, no, no. It was, it was, a, lot, it was a lot of deal. I'm sorry, Nate. So, sorry. No, but like that's what, and I pointed out on Twitter. I said, listen, um, don't watch this movie. It's very it's it's technically it's offensive to people that are actually practicing pagans. Like this movie is just absolutely terrible. Um, it's one of the worst things that like, I don't even know that could happen to a great cult classic. Like it's absolutely terrible. And I don't even know how you define it as a horror movie, like absolutely <laughs> terrible. And then, okay. So there's a part and I don't care about giving away spoilers at this point. Cause I don't really give a shit about the movie. Um, David Duchovny was going to kill all of them at the end. And actually that's what I turned when I was playing Warzone. I was like, oh, I'm gonna check this out. He's gonna kill them all. It's gonna be awesome. And he did it, obviously. But I was like, wait, I can re-edit this. I can cut it right there and pull up the credits. <laughs> and that, and that, you know, they're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh. So, good movie. <laughs> if you edit it right there. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. So, anyway, let's get into this uh, Apple dishes details on its new M1 chip. So, Apple's, uh, yeah, is obviously they're making their own chips. They're done with Intel. They're making their own ARM processors. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Um, it's five nanometers. Wow. And this is why, if anybody doesn't know, um, there was a couple articles like a few days ago or last week, I don't remember when, um, that said Intel is in trouble. The reason why is because stuff like this, five nanometers, they've already beat the mark for what Intel's doing already. Apple did it on their own. AMD's already ahead of them. Um, and that's why people are saying, well, Intel's a little bit in trouble if they continue down the road they're on. Um, because obviously they lost one of their biggest buyers, which was Apple. Now, why so, is na- uh, the size of the nanometer such a big Okay, deal? so so if you go down to five nanometers, uh, you can fit six billion transistors. 16. Into, 16 trillion uh, billion transistors. <laughs> billion into a smaller space. Um on the actual die allowing for better heat transfer and better cooling and better energy like efficiency Mm -hmm. um and it also allows you to add other things to the die as well like more cash more ram stuff like that um so obviously which is what we've seen with amd um well i'm wondering i'm hoping these like so these are like eight cores and uh they say they're the fastest but uh with uh the Mac Airs, the MacBook Airs and the low end uh MacBooks, they were they weren't they had like i fives and i sevens, but they were two core dual cores. They weren't yes. quad, quad cores. Yeah, these are two point six teraflops in concert with sixteen core neutral engine, which is capable of a eleven trillion processes per second. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um which is actually better than the latest, like way better than the latest ARM processors. And the GPU is um, in the CPU. It's a all-in-one type thing. Yeah, yeah, it's technically an APU. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, as you can see, if you look at the die right here, we have the CPU, uh, the fabric, the cache, the DRAM, neutral engine, neural and engine. the and neural engine and the GPU. So yeah, it's an APU technically. Um, but if this works out, like uh, obviously we're gonna get to it. High performance AES encryption via storage controller and MaxOS runtime uh, protection. It also includes a Thunderbolt controller with support up to USB four transfers up to forty gigabits per second. So that's full the- crap. One of the big problems about it is you, there with at least the MacBook Airs, you can't even like add RAM. It's completely, you can't do anything to it. No upgrading. Well, yeah, we don't, yeah, that's the only thing. We're going to see later on what's going to happen with that. We don't completely know. We're hoping you can upgrade RAM, but the RAM might be actually soldered onto the motherboard. Yeah. Oh, and it's not compatible with a, a, a external GPU. Oh, no, it wouldn't be. No. The other, ones, the other ones were, but it's. Oh, they it's, were? Uh, yeah. Because they oh. used Intel and not ARM. Yeah. But I don't know what you would use. I, well, I guess it would help with rendering and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, up to eight core CPU and eight core GPU. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. So, 
I mean, these are the only first ones they're putting out. They're only just beginning developing their chips. So yeah. they're going to just get better. Um, they're, uh, the, they started at nine nine ninety nine. Yeah. For the MacBook Air. The question is, like, I want to ask is, like, where would they have been if they just decided never to go with Intel and continued making their own chips? They would have been a lot further along, I think, in de chip development. Well, I don't know if they had maybe barbecue. They they were doing PowerPC then, and they were yeah, like and they were making and they were making those chips themselves. Yeah, yeah, but they weren't the, they weren't really good. No, but if they would have kept on with that development and continued on, well, but what was was that an ARM process? They didn't exist. Then, no, right? no, it was it wasn't an ARM process. I wonder it what was, what they were. Uh, they were thirty two bit. Uh. But yeah, so I don't know. But it's interesting that they have gone the way they're completely broken away from Intel. Um, it's not a good year for Intel, <laughs> especially with NVIDIA. Well, we don't know about Intel's graphics card yet. That's still to be revealed. That still hasn't happened yet. <laughs> well, I didn't Linus have a video about it? Uh, he had a video about it, but all the specs and stuff, that hasn't all been revealed yet about oh, it, okay. so. So we'll see. I don't think they're going to be anything that NVIDIA or AMD is doing right now, but we'll see. Um, okay. So robot wolves prevent Japanese bear attacks. These things, look, these things look strange, but I guess if they work, they work. They're kind of like modern scarecrows, I guess you could say. Um, so this is not Halloween decoration. Um, this robot monster wolf is actually a bear deterrent. Um, in Japan, I guess it's prevent bear attacks. Um, in the last, in 2019, they had 157 people attacked by bears. Wow. Um, and since they've deployed these monster wolves, they've had no attacks. Excuse me, bear, what? I'd be creeped out. About, like, if <laughs> excuse me, you lost me. You lost me. If you look huh? at this video, look Monster at this video. Wolves? Look at this video. It's just like a head that it looks like a prop from a haunted house. It does. Excuse me. I am so lost here. I'm going <laughs> to move on. Hey, what about that Gundam they had walking around? That was pretty cool. <laughs> hey, why don't they do that to prevent wolves? I mean, I mean bears. That would work. Um, well, first of all, the wolves are flying too. So <laughs> they're like literally like six feet off the ground. Uh, yeah, they are a little like six feet, but I don't know. I guess if I was a bear, I'd be creeped out about that too. That thing's weird looking. Yeah, like what is that? <laughs> I don't even know. And the guy is probably like, "Yeah, we were getting tired of you know the bears, so we we we, we put this animatronic out from that from a, a local Chuck E. Cheese, and uh, we wanted, yeah. to, see, we wanted to see what Chuck would happen." Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> What Chuck E. Cheese? This ain't Friday nights at Freddy's. <laughs> what the hell? Holy crap. This thing looks like a character in Friday Night at Freddy. Yeah, it does. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, man. Well, well, you know, it's, they like horror over there, so it's their Chuck E. Cheese. I guess, apparently. <laughs> the, oh, man. But, yeah, I found that very interesting. <laughs> okay. Odd. Let's get into the dual palm size mini two droid droid drone files further and shoots 4k video at 449. That's actually not a bad price for 4k video. 
No. Um, um. So, what was it? Sad. So, the reason I haven't been playing home or anything is because the weather's been amazing. It's been like freaking 70 degrees out. So, yeah. I, I went to the beach with uh, my girlfriend and her daughter, and I took the drone out, and I had to download the app from their website because it's not even on the app store anymore. That's how oh, that's, old, weird. that's how old my drone is. And uh, it even said, oh, it might not work. I couldn't even get it to work at home, but I when I went to when we were at the beach, I tried it again and it, it worked. And uh, some of the, the the footage came out really nice. I was really impressed, but this one is going to be so much nicer because because of the stabilization. Well, yeah, yeah, DJI, Plus it's a DJI. <laughs> but, in uh, general. So I'm thinking about getting one of these, like saving up for one of these, um. Or I think it's like five ninety nine for the the Play More kit or something like that. It comes with like three batteries and a case and a remote. Ooh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So they just came out with the 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 that the DJI uh, Pocket Two, and now they just came out with this little dude. It's really small. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really tiny if you look at it compared to all the other stuff on the table. There, you can see how yeah. the gauge of. But it does four K at thirty. Uh, 2.7k at 25 30 and 40. 40 yeah uh and then it's to do 1080p at 60. Mm. which is the 1080 60 is the the nice you know it's better oh than, we, yeah because i we did we had mine does 720 60. it could oh uh, yeah it could go up to what top speed of 35.8 miles an hour uh, yeah, the old one was twenty nine, and this one can uh fly for thirty one minutes. That's not bad. And it can withstand twenty four mile an hour wind gusts. Oh, and there's like some special like frames you can put on it so that the the fins don't get hit. Which I'd probably use that. Propeller guards, a charging hub, and a charging pod. Props the mini two upright. Mm. Though you may not see prop guards in the U.S. due to weight restrictions. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, guy. that's weird. But it's neat. You can probably just order them separately overseas or from overseas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, it's fifty dollars more expensive, but I do the six hundred dollar one and just get everything. Yeah. Manual exposure, manual white balance, and a 24 frames per second mode, too. Cinematic. So, yeah, I I might get one. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Depending on, you know, what the what the laws are by the time the pandemic's over. Because I, I think they, like, laxed up a little bit. They did. I think. Because of all the yeah, deliveries. time. Because yeah. all the deliveries and stuff. That were how people are doing with drones and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. Well, and the fact that people are stuck home and stuff, so they want them to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay home. Drive. Fly this piece of shit around the around town. Yeah. And they could go up to like three miles or something like that away. Away. Not. I don't yep. know about this one, but it's pretty crazy. Like I don't even they know. Got... If I, I'd probably get lost in the screen trying to find where I'm going. <laughs> but no, it's pretty neat. What the hell? Anyway, okay. 
so, so we got flying taxi here flying <laughs> taxis so flying taxi startup uh lithium will build up will build up a hub for electric aircraft in florida um one of germany's premier flying taxi startups we got so i mean premier they don't exist yet <laughs> what do you mean uh, I mean, they can't be a premier service if they don't have flying cars yet. Uh, uh, like, we're, we're the best. Do you, have you done it yet? No. Then you're not the best. Well, I think it means like the, the, the first. The, In other the words, they think. Taxi. Yeah, they think they're the, the leading people. Yeah. Well, Uber <laughs> no, no, also... no. That's not what premier means. Like, this is your premier episode type of thing. So it's like the yeah. first the first episode of Flying Taxis. Yeah. <laughs> Don't poke holes in my goddamn joke. So, <laughs> like um, it's a call the joke, you jackass. So I don't know what you're talking about. The biggest competitor they have actually with this, because we know um, It's gravity. No, is Uber <laughs> has already been test flying some of their flying taxis. Who? Um Uber. Uber? I find it hilarious Uber? that these companies think that they're going to be allowed to do this once they get it working. Uber already got approval. They just have to have a lock stable version. They don't <laughs> so, have the approval you think they have. <laughs> um, so announced a 56,000 square foot transportation hub for aerial taxi service in Orlando, Florida. The company aims to have passengers taking regional trips in electric five, what do you call it? Five seater aircraft starting in 2025. Uh, Lou says it will uh, conduct a 25 million viewport in Lake Nona, a planned community for about 65,000 people within Orlando city limits. It will work with uh, Premier Real Estate. Yeah, I can definitely see this happening. Um, yeah, they're going to award the company, I guess, $831,000 tax break over nine years. Oh, I can see a lot of flying accidents happen. This um, is not coming as fast as they think it is. And if I know these flying taxis are actually a lot of these are self. Most of these, I'm pretty. I'm guessing this is gonna be self driving as well, because uh, all the other companies that are making these are all self driving too. Um. So, well, actually, if anybody doesn't know, all modern aircraft is self driving. Um. Kind of like crack is smell self smoking. Once it's in the air. Uh, no, no, no. You take no take off landing. It's all done by computers. Um. The only time at the point if you actually hear the only time an actual pilot steps in at all is if there's a problem. Hmm. That is it. Um, that's why, like years ago, um, there was those pilots that were caught sleeping um, from different like footage and like recording instruments that were on the planes, um, and they got fired because they were working other jobs because they're paying these pilots way less than they were nowadays because all they have to do is just make sure it's working. That's all they got to do. They don't actually have to fly. Um, unless you're working for like Westerly Airport over here, then you're actually flying the plane because mm -hmm. those are still old prop planes um, or new prop planes, whatever you want to put. So, but yeah, all aircraft in general is self, I mean, self-driving only because it's it's been deemed 100% safer than having a human actually man it. So... That's why we don't let. That's why we don't let humans drive those things anymore. Can't be hundred percent because we still have plane crashes. One hundred percent of the time, it works eighty percent of the time. Well, yeah, but we've had less plane crashes than when we let humans do it hundred percent of the time. So, 
that's where that like comes I in. I don't believe that. Um, and most wasn't actual just, plane crashes. Wasn't there and, just an accident? And most plane crashes are actually from that uh, happen around the world are actually prop planes, made yeah. by humans. <laughs> so that's why we don't let humans drive heavy objects. Yeah, remember, <laughs> humans are terrible. Yeah, humans are bad. Freedom is bad. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to do anything anymore. Yeah. Nate says you can't do it well. Computers. Hey. People, people aren't allowed be, to make mistakes. Don't what be if jealous. They, don't what be if jealous. there's a giant glitch that takes roughly 60 years of your life away and gives them to someone else by killing you? <laughs> don't be jealous because computers are smarter. <laughs> they're, they're, they're only smart to a point. They, they don't understand ice. <laughs> Neither do humans. Have you seen humans try to walk on ice? I'm not talking about what well, I, well, <laughs> I, I, I personally can drive better in the snow than than an AI car. Okay. Okay. The <laughs> other, well, I don't know. I think I'm guessing it had to do with uh, basically alcohol. No, uh, they, no, no, no. Like the other day. So self-driving cars have an issue. They are no, killing, in, they in are Rhode Island, killing people. in Rhode Island, right mm-hmm. on 95. I think what did we have? I think I, we had a record number of accidents on the highway and like three fatalities within like twenty minutes. Wow! I was like, "What the hell's going on?" From a, like alcohol, a little rain, little rain. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. What people, the hell, people? People, it's really bad in Florida. They freak out when it's rain. When it rains, like I mean, sprinkles, they pull over. They don't know how to handle it. They freak out. Yeah, and you're telling me, and you're telling me, like, hey, at least they're pulling over. (laughs) Hold up before you say something stupid, Nate, okay? Because I know what you're going to say, something like, you're telling me that having self-driving cars isn't better or some stupid crap like that. And I'll just point out that the reason why these people are like this is because they're weak. They don't know how to manage this shit. And when you let everybody do stuff for you, you don't learn how to manage shit like this. If you take like the local McDonald's away from people, they figure they can't figure out how to get food. Well, yeah. It the more and more stuff is done for you, the less capable you are of doing it yourself. That's just the reality of it. Can a plane take off automatically? No. To dispel the myth, the vast majority of commercial aircraft, including Boeing's and Airbuses, have no automatic takeoff capability. All takeoffs must be completed manually by the pilots with the autopilot usually engaged around a thousand feet above aerodrome level. And all the autopilot is, is literally cruise control. Yeah. If they come into heavy weather or any kind of weather situation, they end up taking control of the ship. The autopilot doesn't fly through weather or anything like that. Well, no, not through, no. No, because it's not... It's literally cruise control. You are praising cruise control, Nate. Automatic <laughs> landings probably account for less than 1% of all landings on commercial flights. Many pilots actually think it's much easier to land the aircraft manually as monitoring the autopilot in the auto land stage of flight itself is very demanding and very high level of vigilance to require at all st- at all stages. Yeah, they have to put down their drink. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, I've seen Family Guy, okay? I've seen <laughs> Quagmire. They're, no, they're, they're not trying too hard. Yeah, they're not. They're like there was a number, there was a record number of pilots that were caught sleeping the entire flight. 
because it's autopilot that the flight is understandable but when they take off and land that's different they set an alarm and say oh hey man we're almost there because autopilot is very simple i mean is a very simple task when it's not landing or anything like that it makes perfect sense um the autopilot is usually used to low and land in low visibility conditions where there are typically little or no winds uh, as soon as the wind picks up, the average pilot is far better at coping with the conditions than autopilot. The auto land. The autopilot panics. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! They're gonna die! I'll be fine, but they're all gonna die! Okay. So, AMC obviously is trying to stay relevant. We talked about their numbers and Regal's numbers and how terrible they are. They both are. Um, so, re AMC is launching a $99 theater rental. Not bad deal, actually. You get, you know I mean, easily get 10 people that want to go to the movie, so it's 10 bucks each. Uh, if you get more than that, it's even cheaper. Can uh, we play video games? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Um, obviously, you can rent it out for birthday parties, weddings, funeral, funerals. Funeral. <laughs> <laughs> they put funerals on here? <laughs> Let's take a look at the slideshow. This is Bob before he died. Look how much happier he looks. This is not the movie Final Cut. What are we doing? Uh, anyway. Just going just gonna to point out, it's more than just the, co the COVID. The co theaters were in trouble anyway because they were overcharging, and most of the movies out nowadays aren't worth going to see. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, like the, I I think this is a not a bad idea, though. I think this is actually – I really criticize AMC because I think they have some really bad practices in the theaters. Um, and the fact that they told people they were going to make them pay for the COVID cleanup no, we're not paying you money. Um, so this is actually a decent idea. Though. Wait, they really thought they were going to charge you extra for COVID cleanup? The CEO said it on an interview. You can sock my balls, my friend. <laughs> and get COVID that I'll way. tell you what. I'll clean up the COVID mess in my house right before I stream your movie for free. <laughs> exactly. Holy shit. The balls on that useless piece of shit. Yeah, that he was. He doesn't yeah. realize he doesn't matter, right? Oh, I know. But also, just to point it out, movie makers don't matter either. You're you're greedy pricks too. Um, so, actors too. So I don't know. I would I if I lived well closest to AMC we have is in Lisbon, which is like an hour away from here. Uh, a little, a little less maybe. It's like well, uh, it's like 35, 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, but that's not bad though. Nine nine dollars, you could easily get like yeah, fifteen friends that want to go see a movie, and it's like cheaper than actually going to the movies. Yeah, but I don't want to spend. I don't want to spend a hundred dollars on an old movie. You can't easily get I, fifty friends though. I mean, ten friends. I don't know two people that want to go to a movie. <laughs> if you told me to pay five bucks to go see it, I'm sure they would. What are we going to see? Tenant. Why? That movie's not worth seeing in a theater. I think if they allowed you to pick the movie, that'd be cool. Like, here's here's a little hint for you people, okay? The only movies worth seeing in theaters are bombastic action movies and horror movies. All other movies you can watch at home because you don't need that giant screen or that massive surround sound for, like, a comedy where they make fun of people's balls. <laughs> like, you want... The, the reason why you go to the movies is to see something like Avengers Endgame. Because that massive screen and that sound and all that shit mm -hmm. makes that worthwhile. Mm. Paying 15 bucks to go see Tenet in the theaters, 
you're doing it because you want to see the movie, not because the movie is worth worth that. Yeah. It's much easier to watch it on my 64-inch TV in my house because yeah. that movie has nothing in it that warrants a massive big screen like that. Or a theater I have in my bedroom. So I Yeah, do that. again, like that movie doesn't have anything that warrants that. It's not that kind of movie. Yeah. Like when people pay to go see like an indie film, like The Snowstorm, I'm like, what the f- what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Why would you go see that in a big screen TV like that? Um. So, but that's AMC. Not a bad deal if you get to pick the movie, but you don't get to pick the movie. It's a terrible deal because they'll charge um, you five hundred dollars for popcorn. Let me plug a, a, a Xbox into it or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If they tell me I can bring my PlayStation over there, and we, I can play some freaking PUBG against you guys on it. <laughs> the, the lag is terrible on a projector. I can tell you that right now. But anyway. So, the Mandalore. Well, yeah, the Mando. It's Baby Yoda and the Mando. Get it right. <laughs> the Mando Calrissian. People don't watch so, it for the Mandalorian. They watch it for Baby Yoda. Yeah, actually, uh, that's probably half the reason why people watch it. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, episode two. Uh, it wasn't actually that eventful. There's not a whole lot that went on. Nope. Um, and Shocker. So, like the biggest. Actually, we didn't even talk about that on the podcast. So, spoiler alert, I'm sure a lot of you already know because it's all over the fucking internet. Um, Boba Fett is back. Yes, he's back. Finally back. He's officially back in the canon, which is really good. He survived the Zarlacc pit. No, he didn't. Uh, um, because he has survived the Zarlacc pit in the EU before. And there was a whole backstory why now he has officially survived in the current canon. No, he didn't. So, which yes. is awesome. Yeah, he did. We see him. No, he didn't. We saw him in the end of the episode. Uh, so yeah, it's that, called retconning people. Oh <laughs> no, because he no, because he's always survived. Like I said, EU George Lucas had him survived in the EU before. Yeah, like ten years later when he retconned it. it um, it's not like they made the Return of the Jedi and then a month later he went, Oh yeah, he survived that. No, he retconned it later when he realized people liked Boba Fett a lot. <laughs> it's a retcon. If you call it whatever you want. Anyway, so <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Um, so I'm really excited to see that Boba Fett is back, which is really cool. Um, but other than that, this episode wasn't crazy eventful. It was like a side quest on a video game. Like he gets asked, Hey, well, um, I know this guy, but you gotta go here and talk to him and they'll tell you where you can see some other Mandalorians. Okay. And then when you go to leave, uh, to go on that mission, another, your the main person taking air ship, like, Oh, Hey, um, yeah, your ship's repaired, but you got to take this person with you to this planet, and then they'll tell you where to talk to that other person that'll lead to the Mandalorian. You're like, all right, fine. What do they call those uh, quests where you have to drag around a, an NPC? And then when he got there, he walked in and went, wow, man, that's some nice plot armor you got there. And Boba Fett turned around and went, I know. And then the episode ended. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's what this episode is pretty much about. Um, it was neat, though, because obviously on his way to this new planet, he gets apprehended while well, he gets like intercepted by the new republic um the new republic jesus christ so yeah can be original with the writing so we get intercepted by the new republic um basically saying hey where's your transponder and he's like oh i don't have one this is uh pre-empire it doesn't have one he's like, they're like okay well you have this and he's like oh no and he kind of like he goes back and forth with them, like, "Oh, I don't have this," and then he's like, "Oh, wait, here it is," and he 
finally turns it on, and then he obviously they realize, okay, this guy's kind of up to something. Um, because obviously he's still kind of a bounty hunter, um, and he gives chase to the New Republic, and they're chasing after him. Um, he does some crazy ass maneuver where he shuts off all his engines and lets the ship like fall like thousands of feet, and then turns it back on. It's crazy. Um, basically, Wait, he he mavericked. Yeah, <laughs> fucking retarded. Um, yeah. So, and then he obviously ends up crashing though on the ice on this ice planet, which is pretty. It's it's neat. Um, and these spiders. So, I just recently learned. So, uh, Ralph McQuarrie just put out uh, recently a new art book set of his two books, and those spiders are in there are actually in that art book that he drew in 1998. That's where those spiders came from. Um. These spiders are crazy huge. They're huge white spiders like that are coming after like come after these friggin' people. Um and obviously at the end they get saved by the New Republic is sitting there at the end of the cave, just pretty much waiting for him to leave. Um and they end up save, helping them out and blasting all the spiders and basically tell him, Hey, we know you helped this uh prisoner and and this is what happened in the last season. He actually helped a prisoner escape, but he also helped the guy who ran the prison actually saved his life. So they let him like go on like a pass, but he's like, "Oh, hey, how about you help me repair my ship and uh, um, and I will put a new transponder in." And they're like, "Just get it fixed." And they drive and they fly off. <laughs> um, but we get to see a side of the New Republic we've never seen on film, which is really cool, uh, which I found neat because all we know is the Rebel side before they turn into the New Republic. And now we actually see them policing the galaxy and stuff like that, acting like leaders, like, and obviously police that are actually managing the galaxy. Um, it just neat to see that side of with the uh, rebels became after return of the Jedi. Um, and showing that they're not complete dicks, like how the empire was policing the galaxy. They probably would have just shot his ship down and said, hell with you. Mm-hmm. So, but there was also the, the, the frog lady, yeah, yeah, I mentioned the frog lady, but she wasn't like there wasn't. There's nothing really to talk about. At most, she's like Dora. That's what made me think. It made me think Dora the Explorer as a frog. Okay. Well, I, I don't know it, why. And she had these eggs, and Baby Yoda kept eating them. And there's yeah, there's a lot ate, of like, controversy going on over these baby him eating baby eggs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dude, like, dude, people do not like that. He was eating the eggs. The show is not bad, but you have to understand that the audience that attached itself to it are the whiny bitch people. <laughs> I'm serious. The show is good, but they are going to ruin it because they're going to complain about anything controversial until it ruins the show. That's what these people do. Mm. Nothing is worse than when a show gets latched onto by like the Twitter crowd. I'm just I'm just they, wait, I'm waiting for Baby Yoda to start talking and then he goes My name's like Baby Yoda, guys. It's Derek. You know, like boo hoo! <laughs> he ate some eggs. Shut the hell up! What are you five? Well, the, the the whole thing with the eggs is because it's the last of the species. So what? <laughs> so he's popping them in his. It mouth. doesn't exist. It's not a real species. <laughs> Grow what? up! You people are pathetic. Baby, you are not real. Pathetic. What? Uh. The frog lady's not real. I don't. Know. What? Are you like I'm about? sorry, but people who get pissed at shows over that. Like, I get pissed when a, when a favorite character dies, but I don't get mad at the show. I'm just bummed that a favorite character is killed. I don't go, well, I can't watch the show anymore. It's shit now. These people are assholes, and the writers are terrible people. Like, grow up. 
you fucking whiny brats. You're going to ruin the show. Yeah. And it's not going to have anything like there'll never be anything controversial on this show because if they kill like a favorite character, like I'm not sure what the I've only watched like four episodes, but imagine if they have take Boba Fett. Imagine if Boba Fett becomes a big character in this show, right? And then in like two seasons, they kill him. They will get so much hate from these people that they'll never kill anybody other. So again. it's actually th- what? There's there's been some outcry from those finding the sneaky snacking of the child to be a little careless when it comes to the life that they represent. Well, that's besides anyway. <laughs> we're gonna focus on that too much. They don't represent uh, the life because they're not no, real. But you stupid Boba Fett, bastards. Matt, actually, Boba Fett has already been approved for a, a spin-off series. And we don't know. We're thinking it might be take place from Return of the Jedi on to how we survive. Nate, uh, which Nate is kind of I cool. was just using him as an example. No, but we are. I wasn't are, bringing up Boba Fett as someone they were going to kill. Just an example of how people get mad when you do something they don't like on a show, and then they go on Twitter and they ruin the show, and the no. people lose the backbone. Yeah, no, I know. But like um, what happened to Glenn? Glenn was supposed to die. That was supposed to be brutal. And instead of people being hurt by it, which they were, they bitched about it. And from that point on, the show got worse and worse. Yeah, and worse it, it did. It, it it did. It got worse. You're right. Um. They ruined that show. And it was because their fangs were ripped out by their weak, pathetic fan base because that show hit a mark and got people on Twitter, which is where all the whiny people are. And that's how it happened. One complaint. Uh, anyway. I'm a mom. It's it's not funny to all to hear Mama Frog Lady going into great detail about how important beloved her eggs are to hear have her watch them get eaten. Yeah. I that, think it's goddamn hilarious, actually. It, it is pretty On funny. On three but separate occasions for shits and giggles. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. get into this. So let's get into this next topic. So this book is coming out that I'm very tempted to order. Okay. That I'm very that. tempted to order. I don't know what Xbox is talking about. I'm very tempted to order. Um it's Star Wars Archives, episodes one through three, 1999 to 2005, done by Paul Duncan. He did already one already. Um, just a, his bigger book. He did episodes uh, four through um, six. Um, and that's where we learned actually in that book that the actual lightsaber that Luke Skywalker has is actually Qui-Gon, is parts from Qui-Gon Jinn's lightsaber um, from George Lucas stuff. Because both these books, he worked with George Lucas specifically to archive all the details about the trilogies from one through three, which were, there's going to be a ton of details in there. So the reason why I brought this up is because in this, George Lucas also revealed all his details about the sequel trilogies that he has written down, that he wrote down. He's going to re- he revealed everything, which he's never done. He's revealed bits and pieces in interviews, but not everything. So we, so we learn now that Darth Maul was supposed to be the big bad in the trilogy that George Lucas was right was writing. I saw that the other day. Um. So and um, what's her name? Talon was supposed to be his like apprentice. Um, who is this like girl Seth who's like crazy? She's like a assassin. She's if anybody has ever started ever read the EU, she's like stupid powerful. Hey, just explain to me why he didn't do it. So, um Well, no, he didn't do it be, well if you don't well I that's really short. If you just watch interviews with George Lucas after um the the prequel trilogies, he was so pissed at the fans he said, I'm not doing it anymore. And he said No, whole- what I mean is why why wasn't Darth Maul the big bad? Because George Lucas didn't do it, then I don't give a fuck what he has to say. Um. So, but no, we get we finally get like 
So Darth Maul was actually the big bad. Um, the character of Ray actually did exist. I forget her name. I think her name was Kate or something. Yeah, but, okay. it, but it was it was still Ray. Um, now, but she wasn't now supposed. Now I know to, this is bullshit. No, this is all from George. It was, she was supposed to. She wasn't supposed to become a Jedi by the end of the trilogy, but she was supposed to be on the road to becoming a Jedi. Um, and the big and Joy. Uh, we call it. Yeah, Luke is still supposed to die in Episode Two. But and Leia uh, was supposed to be revealed as the chosen one. Yep, this is all bullshit. In the holocrons, if anybody doesn't know what the holocrons are, if you watch uh, Clone Wars, uh, George Lucas focused a lot of the holocrons, uh, which are these archives of prophecies and stuff. Uh, a lot of them are Sith prophecies, um, and there's some Jedi prophecies as well. They're really, really ancient. Um, there was supposed to discover a holocron that actually revealed the full prophecy. And Leia was actually the one that was actually the chosen one. And she defeats Darth Maul at the end of the third episode. Or the ninth episode, I should say. <coughs> but this book um, isn't about the 7, 8, 9. This is about 1, 2, and 3. No, but they're not going to do... They're not doing that because that's not... They might do that based with... They might do... He might do one what? with like... <laughs> Look, like he, might, he actually might do one with like J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson and stuff. Mm -hmm. But this is actually... This is the last archived book of everything George Lucas has written down before he sold it to Disney. Mm -hmm. This is basically all this is bullshit. Um, this is one hundred percent bullshit. And there's stuff in this book. This book's huge, by the way. It's like giant. Like this thing's like six hundred and some odd pages, and it's huge. Um, has concept art. Has pages from George Lucas's journal from the eighties uh, about the sequel trilogies in it. Um, has a whole bunch of shit, which is really cool. Are you gonna get everything it? you oh, said? I think I'm gonna get it. everything you for said. One hundred and fifty-one dollars. Oh yeah, everything yeah. you said about Leia is complete bullshit. He's just pandering. No, no, this is actually like that's what uh, I'm no, saying. No, no, no. I don't care what you say. He claims he's pandering. No, I'm not I saying am positive no. he's pandering. No, no, nothing, dude. Nothing in the entire series of the first three movies and of the prequels ever point out. To Leia being anything more than someone who can sense it but doesn't understand it like Luke does. Nothing in those series books, those movies ever. Nothing does. Not so, one bit. I've read, I've seen it all. It does not ever allude to that no, at all. The only is, reason why he's saying it now is because he's pandering. No, he didn't Bottom say. Line. No, he didn't say it. This is actually from his journals um from the 80s and when he was doing the prequel movies. This and this book has pages. From those journals. And I'm with, telling and, you, the pages has, he added are the bullshit ones. I'm telling you, that is bullshit. He so, literally is pandering and adding fake shit that didn't happen. He never planned for her to be the super fucking hero for real. Actually, because no, you would have dropped hints throughout the movies there that was, she was. There, was. there was one hint. When, dude, dude, at the very end, they say one thing. His sister, can, his sister has the ability to sense it. But she doesn't anywhere near as good as Luke. Well, no, because if you don't know, okay, so the original script for Return of the Jedi, Luke was supposed to turn to the dark side. Um, and ever even like um Ian, what's his name, and um George Lucas, and what's his face, uh, Alan, uh, before he passed away, revealed about this that he was in the original script they were doing even when they were first shooting, talked about how Luke was going to go to the dark side at the very end of the movie. They changed that. During At the production. very end of the series, he was going to go dark side. 
That doesn't mean that they were planning on making her no. a hero for later. No, that's why they originally added that I'm line. Not gonna, dude, I'm not going to debate it with you, Nate, because you believe anything these people say. It's ridiculous that you think that 50 years later, he's like, yeah, yeah, no. He's just pandering to his new fan base. That's all he's doing. And it's ridiculous because you're taking he's taking a legacy that he created and changing it so he can get some more headlines. I'm saying if whether you want to believe it or not, these are actually pages from his journal. Yeah, that he wrote like three years ago. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, because there's plenty of witnesses to this. Like there's um there's interviews in this book, and like if anybody there's knows, plenty, so... plenty of witnesses, but no one ever heard about it until about five, six years ago when there was this big thing about making a female Jedi. Then all of a sudden people heard about this secret he had. Give me a break, dude. What do you mean? The original character was a female in the first Star Wars movie. It's in the original concept art. That's not the point. The point is he kept it secret. <laughs> the point is he kept he kept Leia's secret until freaking six years ago or until this book came out. He never told anybody in the public. He just kept it secret. This fabulous idea he had, he just kept it secret because it was too good for anybody. Give me a fucking break, dude. He's retconning his own story. It's like he did with freaking... Uh, when he made the remakes of them and he retconned shit like, Oh, uh, the, the thing that the guy that went to kill freaking whole solo shot first. No, he didn't prick. We saw the movie. We know he never shot first. You changed it because well, you no, wanted to retcon your shit. Well, no, like for instance, a lot of people like, I'll obviously, this is public knowledge now. A lot of the know people know. So after a new hope, um, they had no plans to make Darth Vader Luke's father. Um, and then he wrote the script for empire strikes back um, and the rest of his team hated it. And he hired three other people to help with the writing. And then that Empire Strikes Back was written by committee. It was George Lucas and three other people. And that's when they decided that, uh, what do you call it, Vader would be Luke's father. And that's when that was like added in during production. And what the um, hell does that got to do with him retconning and making Leia the strongest person in the universe? No, it's supposed to. No, you, I think you misinterpreted what I was saying. So Luke, um, the reason why, because Luke is clearly super powerful um, within like the Jedi lore. But the problem is after Return of the Jedi, just like he breaks down and ends up getting killed in episode two. That isn't completely revealed from what I've read, because obviously you have to buy the book. Nate, to find out how the it reason why all this is happening is because someone walked in and said, I'd like to buy the rest of the rights to your thing and do a new series. This is not how it was supposed to end. It was supposed to end with Luke killing Vader and that being the end of the series. Then maybe he was going to come up with some more shit later on and someone came in and bought the series from it. No, you are you taking retcons and pretending that they were meant to be. No, you can actually look up interviews with um, uh, Mark Hamill from the 80s talking about the sequel trilogy. And he actually gives away details that he actually did end up doing. And they are because he obviously talked with George Lucas before he even, what do you call it? Because he asked George Lucas, pulled him aside and said, hey, will you be willing to play like an Obi-Wan type character apprenticing a new Jedi in a sequel trilogy um, when we do them years from now? And he said, well, if I'm, yeah, if I'm up for it. And there's, you can listen, you can look up the interview. You're living in a delusional world, my friend. Were there um, and already that, comics where Leia used force powers? Yeah. Oh, Leia's like because in, the, in the EU, she's crazy powerful. The, the people, other writers wrote in a bunch of stuff. That's not the point. 
my argument is that he's trying to ride a retcon of popularity with these people. That's what I'm saying. He's re he's trying to pretend like it was all his idea. Other people wrote those characters better and made them into better characters. And he's like, no, I'm the one that said she should have been the hero at one point. It's bullshit. It's him retconning his own story to make himself feel better about other people doing better. If you want to believe that, that's fine. But I'm pretty sure these are his journals. He's real. So journals. are you saying I'm being ultra stubborn about proof and evidence that I refuse to accept? What do you mean? They, these are Is real. Is that what you're saying? Are you yes. saying you have proof and evidence that I'm refusing to accept? Yes. Wow. Sounds like, like that video I sent you earlier, you prick. Oh. Um, so. Um, <laughs> Buzzsaw. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's why, like, and that's why this is, like, such a big deal. Like, I can't, like, I'm really tempted, but, like, I really want this book. Like, I just don't fully believe, like, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of connection stuff, Tissue, but I don't fully believe that he meant Leia to be what she became or anything like that. I honestly believe that's just a retcon to ride a wave and make more popularity. And because they're, they're probably walking up to him and going, throwing him money or throwing him any kind of deals just to get him to try and help repair the damage they've done. So that they can go ahead and do a new Star Wars and not be laughed out of the no, theater. No, this is a series of books. So Paul, him and Paul Duncan have been doing books for a few years now about his work. And he's been archiving all the details. And the biggest project recently that was started like back, I think it was 2015 was the first book, um, was to work with George Lucas to archive everything he knew about Star Wars. And this is the final book. So, Like I said, I don't believe that he he intended that at all. When it comes to Leia, uh, no. There's there's far too little e anything at all in the movies. They literally just make it seem like she can like put her head up and go, I feel like something bad's happening, but I don't know why. And that's literally the extent of her power in those movies. And then all of a sudden, she's fucking Mary Poppins through space. Well, no, like I was saying, no. Luke was actually, the original script was Luke was supposed to go to the dark side, and they were going to do a sequel trilogy where Leia was the chosen one. But that got they got sidelined and they decided no, we want to have Luke be the hero at the end of the Return of the Jedi. So you could get the first Star Wars archives for twenty five dollars. <laughs> Why is it so much cheaper? Must be the paperback. Maybe we'll have more evidence for him to ignore. Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, so everybody, this is the end of Talking Gaming and Tech podcast. We thank you for joining. Remember to. Hit subscribe if you're over on our YouTubes. If you're on iTunes, give us a rating. You can also subscribe to our podcast. We'd greatly appreciate it. Um, you can check us out. Really Hopefully, we we are, uh, we will be back, obviously, next Wednesday at 5. The Wednesday after that, we may not be, though. Um, well, because 6. Not, at, not six. 5 now. Six. At 6, yeah, at 6. But the following Wednesday might not even happen at that or that day so <laughs> yeah because it's uh, thanksgiving yeah so day before uh, we're, there might be a break within that week uh, until the next week so oh yeah. Uh, yeah i'm gonna be too busy having a party of 40 people at my house just to piss the governor off <laughs> so until next week for the latest and greatest in gaming and tech get teched <laughs>